Good morning, afternoon, and evening. This is the FGen Experience. Documenting interviews and conversations between first-generation students at the University of Portland. In this episode, we see another first-generation mentor and first-generation mentee reunite to connect over their shared experience of moving out of Cambodia and attending college in the States. Our very own programming and events coordinator, Rosie Ip, is joined by her former mentee and current roommate, May Srao, in a heartfelt and deeply informative discussion recorded over Zoom on July 20th, 2021. We hope you enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hello, um, my name is May, and so I am currently a freshman uh, from like University of Portland, and I major in business administration. Actually, I haven't declared my major yet because I think I would need more time to explore my interests, so I will declare it later. Um, also, like this summer, I have uh, done uh, research um, with my economic professor and we do it with the restaurant in Portland to see um, how the community supported agriculture or in short, we call CSA works with their restaurant. Um, Besides that, I also spend my time um, hanging out with my friends, going to explore Portland as well. Yeah, and I'm really excited to have opportunity to share my um, FGen experiences today. Hi, May. I'm also really excited to have a conversations with you today. Thank you, John, for inviting us. My name is Rosie. I am a rising senior um, economics major with a minor in political science. I, just similar to my, have been spending this summer um, doing research and taking a summer class. As for being an FGen, I was a mentee and then I became an ambassador. And now I'm currently a programming and event coordinator with uh, FGen community at UP. Nice to meet you, Rosie. Um, so personally, I think, I mean, like, I am so proud to be identified as like FGen students because it means a lot. Being an FGen um, student means that I am the one who like have like a whole responsibility and accountability of my own faith and also uh, my action, my words. And because I am surrounded by the um, high achiever people, so it means that I, I have been being shaped who I am that way. So I feel so proud to be like FGen student. So yeah. Yeah. I really like how you said that you're surrounded by high achievers people because similar to your experience, I think the friends that I have been FGen and FGen students as a whole, I think are all high achievers. We set really high expectations for ourselves, myself included. Um, so I really like how you quoted that. Um, for me, I think FGen identities means that I get to map my own journey and explore, especially my college journey in a very unique way, apart from what my parents uh, have gone through in their life. It also means that I uh, get to be the first role model in my family, especially for my siblings as well. Um, and as like a rising senior, I think FGen identities mean even more to me because once I get to the graduation ceremony, I think it would not just be for me, but it will represent the achievement that my whole family has tried to achieve. And so I think overall FGen identity 
does not only represent me, but my whole family and, and the efforts that we have been working towards to me being here. Yeah, interesting to hear that. Um, actually, I really like um, what you, you mentioned about like uh, being the, the role model in your family for your siblings. I think it is a good idea because um, good for your family and also your sibling because when your siblings see that, okay, you, you are the one who break the norm to show them the ways that women like can be like become the leader or the high achiever. So your sibling will, will understand how, how important it is to advocate for themselves. So thank you. Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> I think my other identities, including first of all, being a woman, being a Cambodian woman, and then being an international student. I'm also the eldest child in my family. And obviously, I'm currently a college student. And so I think those identities make me perceive my FGEN journey in, in a, again, another unique way. Like, in addition to the fact that college was new to me, the whole U.S. higher education system was new. And so I had to learn about both the culture and how to navigate the college, but also navigating the U.S., as a country as well, which is why I think I'm so grateful that I got connected with FGEN program since my first year, <laughs> because I cannot imagine how challenging it would be, like how more challenging it would be without the supports and the group of friends that I get to meet through the programs. With them and their support, I was able to feel more belong and being able to find the first community that I was able to relate to on a particular level because Um, coming to the U.S., being a Cambodian and being a woman, I, I, I remember it feeling really out of place at one point. And so I think I'm, I'm really grateful that through me as being, being an FGEN, I was able to find the community that I can belong to. Yeah. So I'm a little bit different from Rosie. So for me, I am not the, I don't have any sibling at all. So I, I am the only one child um, in the family. So a lot of decision making in my life, I have to advocate for my own and then try to get what I want by myself. I mean, like I have little guidance because I can't say I have role models, but in my family, like there's no one who, you know, like go to college or even finish high school. They so I have so little uh, a guidance from uh, people but I, I did not see it as a challenge. I, I don't use it as an excuse. So I use it as the motivation that um, really pushed me forward to, to get the goal that I want. So the only one child in the family, so this identity really aligns with the FGEN um, identity because it teaches me how to become independent and know how to find help from people to, to get myself, you know, to develop my, my um, knowledge and also ability. So, yeah. I really agree with you of how being an FGEN, you have to be an, your own advocates. And I also agree that at first, obviously, there are a lot of like obstacles and, and um, like big steps that you kind of have to jump through to become your own advocates. But now that I've reflect back to it, I think it's a really valuable lessons and experience because being your own advocate is actually a really important skills, especially going forward further in, in like my career journey and for, for all of us, I, I would say. And so being able to then experience and get to firsthand 
execute that skills since undergraduate's uh, journey, I think it would be really nice to, to then use these skills once I get to like in the real working feel and stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. think like, yeah. Oh, sorry for cutting off. I mean, I want to add like, um, being the one who like know how to advocate ourselves is important. But what is even more important is that when we ourselves know how to advocate and we also get the extra support, we have like another community to support us. So it's really, really help us to go like further I and mean, even better than we ourselves. So yeah, it's good to have community that supports. 100% agree. Yeah, I have a couple um, accomplishments. Um, I mean, but the first thing is about academically. Uh, academically. Um, so I'm so proud of myself that I finally um, know how to navigate. I mean, finish successfully finish my freshman, especially during the pandemic. Um, you know how, how hard it is, right? Like moving into the United States um, alone and we just start the online learning and everything was new to me. Again, yeah, yeah, it, it was hard, but it, it teaches me a lot of things. Um, because like, as Rosie might already know, because I used to be her mentee, and I talk a lot of, I discuss a lot of things with her, and I, I, I face a lot of obstacles, and I ask her for help, and also another people, and use a lot of um, UP resources. But now I have like successfully finished it. So I'm so proud of myself. And we did celebrate together, right? Um, like treat our, <laughs> go hang out and uh, treat ourselves uh, our favorite food. So this is my first achievement. And secondly, um, I would say like I get a chance to do research with my professor, which is another big step for me to prepare for my career goal. I mean, like, it is a good experience, a stepping stone for me um, for the future. Yeah. I'm so proud of you too, May. Um, I I would say, like, reflecting back on my first year uh, being here in the U.S., I also had to come here alone. Um, having to adjust to U.S. culture is already um, a challenge in person, so I, I could not imagine um, how, how even more challenging it might have been for you, especially during the whole pandemic and not being able to, to see people um, in person. For me, I think my greatest accomplishment at this moment is basically this whole opportunity um, to be an international student away from home and having this opportunities to then explore myself as an independent woman, independent person. I think being apart from my family and my culture, I get to experience a lot of different things I've never learned about myself before. First of all, I didn't know that my cooking skills actually acceptable. Um, Not acceptable. Nice. Really good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I also did not know that I was able to create my own community here in a land like a th thousands of miles away from home. Um, one thing that I'm forever proud of myself is to obviously get a root canal procedure done by myself just two months um, after I first landed in the US. And so obviously the whole medical procedure was really different um, from what I used to experience back home. And I remembered having my mom's at 
almost any <laughs> doctor's appointment. And so it was definitely quite an adventure to then do it on my own and in this foreign land. But yeah, yeah, I, I think reflecting on those experiences and these opportunities that I have, I think it's it's a really great opportunity that I, I get to say yes to. And, and now I'm able to explore myself in various ways. Um, but yeah, that I would think is my greatest accomplishment. Yeah. My cultural backgrounds, I think definitely similar to you, my, um, I grew, we obviously came from the same country. So some of these might sound already, might be already familiar to you. Obviously I grew up in the city. So I, I grew up in a two stories house with around 20 people because my, my dad's business. And so like everyone lived here together, uh, lived in, in the house together. Um, we eat together most of the time, obviously as Cambodians, we eat rice as the staple three times per day, along with a few dishes. Um, I also grew up in an area where quietness only comes from between two, uh, like 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. So I'm not sure how, how that would have been like for you uh, living in Simrip, but that's obviously was the downside of living in the capital of Cambodia because people do business almost at any time of the day. I also come from a place where scooters were the most common transportation. Oh. And obviously, yeah, I miss that. The luxury of being able to go almost anywhere and everywhere um, really quickly and conveniently on your own. So I really miss that. Obviously, you know how humid it is in Cambodia. So it is very common for us to then have to shower at least twice a day, which is definitely very, might not be as common as it is here for people who are living in the U.S. And I'm, I'm not sure about you, but I really miss the, the, the smiles, the kindness of our people, and especially the fresh tropical fruits that we get to eat almost every day. <laughs> yeah. So I think like this is the really like, I mean, the best part in Cambodia that I miss, especially like food, like you, you mentioned about the tropical food. So I'm thinking of eating like our local mangoes. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. I miss that taste as well. But for me, like the thing that is different from you is that you were born, you were born in Phnom Penh, the capital city, and mm -hmm. I was born in the province. So for me, um, yeah, I, 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 I was like born and raised by my grandparents. I don't know how it's like to have like family, like parents, a normal parent. Yeah, it sounds a little bit sad to be honest, but <laughs> yeah, as I have mentioned earlier, so these optical challenges really teach me. I mean, uh, if we use it as the positive thing, we will uh, have uh, the motivation to develop ourselves. If we use it as an excuse, we will end up getting worse. So I chose myself to use these challenges to push myself forward. So yeah. And so um, being like raised by my grandparents, I mean, I also like surrounded by the community where girls have been told like not to pursue the higher education. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just to finish high school, just finish high school, that's enough. Because you will end up like become a housewife. That 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 I heard most from like people 
in my community, but luckily, although uh, although I, 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 I am in that kind of environment, but my grandparents really understand how important the education is. So yes, I am so lucky. And also I have my uh, role model to look up to. I mean, like my cousins, she is the one who like also the first generation as well. She break the norm, break the rule to go to college to get herself educated in Phnom Penh. And I was so inspired by her stories. She got a scholarship and something like that. So yeah, I don't have the role model in my family, but I did like look up to my cousins, how she tried to get herself educated. So that is a story that inspired me. So all, although I was born in the society that is not like, no, not society, um, in the community that girl have been told not to pursue higher education, but I myself try my best to look up to someone who have a better life and I want to do like them. So that's inspired me. So that's why I'm here. Yeah. It's really inspiring, May. And, and I just wanted to say that from the amount of time that I get to know you and have known you. I think you are really inspiring and, and you are a really strong person yeah. now that I get to, to learn about like how you raised, how you were raised up and, and the hardships as well as obstacles that you have to go through. I just wanted to say that it is amazing to then see where you are right now and being able to accomplish what you've dreamed for. You also mentioned about like how your your grandparents um, value educations and being your your uh, greatest motivators. I myself also have my parents as my biggest motivators too. Um, they values education. The fact that I'm being an Afghan is is actually not by their choice. Um, obviously, Cambodia went through this genocide regime where everyone was prohibited from getting education. And so after that regime's collapse, my, my, both from my parent, my mom's sides and my dad's sides, they have uh, struggles economically and financial, like financially. And so education wasn't really an option for them. And so therefore they have always been like my greatest motivators to help me to pursue education as much as possible. And, and I just wanted to say that, like, the fact that I am here, uh, it just speaks so much to how much efforts my parents have, have put and, and invest in my education and stuff. Because despite the fact that I also have to work through um, my journey, they as well have also have to work through the hardships and the challenges to, to be able to uh, help me to be where I am. Yeah, yeah, but also like I um because uh, nowadays we have seen um, like a noticeable like improvement in terms of girl education, girls in power. So yeah, that is a good starting point. We have seen that development like gradually over time. That is something I'm really proud of. And so this is a I mean really speak to the the concept of changing ourselves. I mean like to change ourselves is really hard. Oh, we have to I have to acknowledge that it is really tough and the process is really bitter. But if we like if we think about the the result, the result is really sweet, right? 
uh, why not? Why don't we invest? Like, I mean, I chose to like to eat the, the bitter, to get a bitter taste nowadays, this day, in order to get what I want in the future. So personally, I really like value changes. So I, I, I'm curious to hear about you as well. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my major is economics and my minor is political science. In terms, <laughs> so like changes in terms of development, in terms of social justice means everything to me. And, and that's all honestly what we've talked about in my classes. As an FGen, I get to experience firsthand just how much, again, education can lift ones or even one's family up from like a lower economic status to a higher economic status. And so I, I also get to see how hard my parents have to work to put me through schools, which then made it even more important for me to ensure that my siblings, and obviously we talked about like girl education. So like it's, it is really important for me to ensure that other girls in, my, in our countries get to experience this life-changing journey as well. And while there are so many great things about Cambodian culture, as we've discussed, uh, we are also one of the cultures which go are still not receiving much opportunities as boys. And therefore I'm hoping that by being here, by both changing my family history as an FGen, um, that I am also changing the stereotypes and setting examples to other girls back home who want to pursue their dreams as well. And so I, I really hope that I get to do more similar opportunities where I get to uh, both improve myself and then continue to inspire many other people and especially girls back in Cambodia to also change this structural stereotypes that have been a barrier to, to us women as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm so excited to hear that because it has been said that if we won, to change our country, we first have to change ourselves. <laughs> and only the changes that never change. <laughs> so, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You also mentioned about like your struggles being in FGen. And I know, obviously, as being your mentor, um, you're able to access a lot of uh, FGen resources. But yeah. I'm also like curious to know what are other FGen resources that have helped you through this very challenging first year of your time here at UP. Mm, yeah. So first of all, I would say um, I I faced the challenges that is unexpected. Like <laughs> academic academically, in my first year, my first year as a freshman here, I got like a lot of essays. <laughs> that we, if we compare to Cambodia, I don't think I. I get used to like write that much, uh, like a lot of essay like that. So I get I was overwhelmed, and I I really don't know like where to start. Although I got guidance from professor, but I feel like oh, that's that's a lot of information. Oh my goodness! And then yeah, I was a struggle, and I know that at the Sepat Academic Resource Center we have like the writing the writing center for students to like to make appointment with the assistant teaching assistant i don't know yeah and then they help us like check my 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 essay and review grammars and also structures um so it's really helpful for me in terms of writing essays so that is the big challenge for me and also in the spring semester again uh, yeah challenge is still like 
with academically because I took a lot of courses uh, in spring semester. It was a lot. That was too much for me. So it was seven credits. And because I thought that I can handle that and I overestimated it. So the midterm result release, I did poorly in one subject. And then I'd, I almost like decided to, to drop it. But I think of one resources um, at FGEN, if like students like face the challenges academically, we can like schedule with them and they can give us some advice. Um, so I went to meet Professor Thomas, Brother Thomas, and he really recommend me to like rearrange my schedule. So, and also like uh, suggest me to meet Professor to get advice from him. Mm-hmm. And also I asked you as well, Rosie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you also recommend like uh, Professor Thomas as well. So finally I decided to meet Professor uh, Professor, uh, my my economic professor, and he gave me some feedback. So finally, I was able to raise my grades to the level that is acceptable. Not that good, but it's much more better than the midterm result. So yes. And another opportunity is that um, by joining the workshop that is organized by FGEN community, obviously, yeah. I got to join like the career career workshop something so mm-hmm. I can like learn more and understand my myself and to prepare uh, myself what and to understand what I should prepare. So yeah, that is the resource that I use. Well, I'm so glad that you found those resources helpful. Obviously, mm-hmm. as as an event organizer, it's always <laughs> really nice to hear that people do receive and and get the benefits that we intended to provide through the workshops and stuff so yeah thank you for the feedback i think it's really as as beneficial and helpful um, to me but also to the fgen community as a whole i myself also had like similar experience in terms of like being able to access resources through uh, my fgen mentors as well i I started uh, similarly to you as being a mentee as i mentioned before and then I think through that first semester in college, I was able to ask my mentors about almost anything and everything. <laughs> and um, my, my mentor at that time was Devana. She already graduated, um, but she like was able to help me, especially helping me feel belong in the community, which is like one of the biggest needs of mine when I first joined. And so I was able to then become like her mentee slash friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I then, as I become a mentor, I was able to connect with more Efton students. And then now that I've become an Efton coordinators, I also ha- I have been able to get the opportunities to connect with also the wider Efton community here at UP, including staff and faculties and supporters of Efton. And I think through these steps, I've get I've gotten to connect with like a lot of Efton students, get inspired by the upperclassmen, the alumni. I'm sure you've might have met some of them yeah. as well. But especially I also got to connected to the staff and faculties who are also Efgens, who I've always been able to get inspirations from every single time I talk to them. 
And these people are those who are regarded as the valuable resources, um, especially since community, as I said, was one of, and still is one of my most needed resource, um, especially being an FGen, being away from home and living in this foreign land um, apart from home. Yeah, that's interesting. So um, since now you are a rising senior, and <laughs> the graduation is about to come, right? Um, yeah. I guess it, it is both exciting and also like not exciting. <laughs> And you told me a lot, like most of the time about that. So if you have a chance to look back into your freshman year or in the past, what would you tell to yourself, to your, your mm-hmm. old self? I think the most important lesson or advice I would give to my first year self was to be more confident in who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't realize how much I've accomplished just being an international student and being an FGen. Like, those two identities reflect so much on the efforts and the accomplishment that I had. And because, but at that time, I didn't realize those like strengths of me just being an FGen and again, international student. And because I was not confident in my identities and the experience that I could have brought to the table, I was not able to showcase my full potential. I think I I had foregone so many opportunities as a first year student mm-hmm. just because I was scared that I was not enough. I was scared that I wasn't belong here. I was scared that my English skills was not acceptable, that people would not understand me. And so I wasn't able to fully participate as I, I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so to those, I think like, international students obviously to you May and to <laughs> yeah. other other uh Afghan students in general as well if you feel like you don't belong I I just want to de- dismantle that myth and say that you do belong like you're here for a reason and I I have witnessed that myself I now know that I'm here for a reason and I do have all these potentials and so if I could go back and tell my my first year self being more confident um, and trust about who I am and what experience I could bring to the, the table would be my advice. So um, I think similar to your experiences, like for me, like in the very first semester, um, mm-hmm. I was so scared as well. And I did not fully like participate in like opportunities that I got like you mentioned as well, because I was not like, have enough confidence in myself as well. But if I have a chance to go back, I will tell myself that do whatever that I want uh, at that time. And don't wait until I'm ready or 100% sure because that is not like, that's not true, right? We, we cannot, I mean, feel, oh, I have my 100% sure, right? We still have some like, um, um, mistakes so we just jump right in and and then learn from that mistake so that's that that's what I I want to tell myself and also um be in the present and focus mm-hmm. on what I'm doing because I don't want to be regret in the future because like four years in college goes really fast right so mm-hmm. right now you are you are arising uh, Sydney already and I already finished my freshman so I still have only three years to go. You have only one year. And 
So I think yes, being in the present and uh, take the most the opportunity that we can do so that we don't regret when we graduate and go to work at the company. We will like equip with a lot of experiences and knowledge. So when we see the opportunity, we are able to get that because we have enough knowledge. But if right now, when we have time to learn, we don't learn. When the, the opportunity comes, we cannot get it. So we will feel good. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you really frame it really well. There, there is definitely no better time to act than now. Um, and, and that you will never be ready, like 100% ready for everything. Now that I reflect on that, I think the greatest opportunities and the greatest achievement that I have gotten was all because I did not think too much about whether I am ready or not. I just jump right into it and, and <laughs> take risk. So, and then, yeah, I, I got it um, because why not try? Um, because like you said, there's no better time than now. So then I think I think we've talked a lot about that, especially about the advices that we would give our 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 old self. But now as you finish your first year of college, what what advice or pieces of advice do you want to give to the incoming first year F Gen? Um, I think I want to stress on only one uh, thing is that if you are really stuck both academically and uh, emotionally, please realize that you are not alone. And we, the Afghan communities, um, and the whole UP community, I mean, we have a lot of resources to support you, to ensure you to be a successful student. But the most important thing is that you, when you realize that you are stuck, please, please, please reach out to find help from people or else you will end up getting worse. So yeah, that's my advice. Thank you. Um, as for me, I think my advice, I, would, I wouldn't say it's a, like an advice, but it's more of like a message, especially to incoming first year Afton students, is that you are the only one of your kind. The generation after you will no, no, no longer be an Afton. Yeah. So embrace your identity and be proud of who you are and what you've accomplished to get here. You're FGen, you're capable, you belong, and you're so much more than what you know. So take risk, mm -hmm. challenge yourself, and know that we as an FGen community got your back. Yeah, wow, that's a powerful message. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Those are definitely the advices I I would love to receive my if I could go back to being a first year student. So I hope that that message can somehow inspire Afghan students and and just like what you said, reach out because there are so much opportunities. There's so much resources. There's so many supports. And like, obviously we both are mentors and ambassadors of FGen. And so we're, we're here to support everyone. So I hope that the incoming uh, first year students get to hear this and that they know who to reach out to and where to once they need help. Wow, I feel inspired already. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've learned a lot from you, like your 
experiences as a FGEN mentee, mentors, even coordinators, and you accomplish a lot of things um, that I really like, appreciate and admire you as my senior um, whom I can learn from. So for now, I'm curious to learn what besides like besides studying, what, what is your favorite hobbies to do in your free times? Oh. I think my top two would easily be exploring new places. I love traveling so much and I think COVID really tells me how much I, I love traveling because now that you can't do it, you miss it so much. Um, my second one is exploring new foods. I think just by living here in the U.S., it's inspired me to try like the unfamiliar food um, that I didn't get to try at home or, or yeah so so I think that has become my second um, favorite hobbies that I like to do my third one especially if I have a lot of free time is definitely read a good book drink a hot tea especially oh, yeah. during like a rainy day in Portland that is definitely the best when you talk about like reading the book, uh, drinking the hot tea, I imagine the the picture already. <laughs> yeah. Um. For me, um. For my hobby for entertaining is like I like, as you may already know, I like listening to the music, and sometimes mm -hmm. I try uh, to learn the musical instrument, especially piano. Um. And that is for entertaining, but for um self development. I like to journaling, um, yes. So I, I have this book like this, and then I I'll usually journal, especially during the weekend at night. Maybe 1 a.m. is a good time for me to focus on thinking what I really want in my life, my life, and I write it down, whatever. I don't care if it is big or whatever. I just write down what I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And it's really helpful and inspire me to keep thinking and to make sure that I am on the right, the right way, what I want to achieve in my, uh, yeah, in the future. <laughs> yeah, that is really nice. Um, I can't wait for May the musician in the future. Um, what is your favorite food? But I also want to know what is your favorite American food, if there is any yet. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, when I visited my mentors during the winter break, the mm -hmm. first winter break, um, it was a Christmas time. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Uh, her mother's cooked the tacos with the, the grounded meat something. And it was so, so good. And so my favorite thing, uh, my favorite food in the, the US would be the tacos. Tacos? Yeah. Oh, I love tacos too. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I wouldn't say it American food, but the food that I love since I moved here it's definitely uh, pastas. I think oh. I love it so much that I now even know how to make the, my own sauce. So I think I think that would be something that I would really miss and I would really need to learn when I go back home, especially since my siblings also really love pastas. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that is something that I would miss once I graduate. Thank you for listening. If you're a first generation student, staff, or faculty member at the University of Portland, 
who is interested in speaking on this podcast, particularly with a friend, classmate, or mentor of yours who is also first-gen, don't hesitate to reach out to John and Norman to schedule a time and place to record. Our emails are heartj22 at up.edu and hilker22 at up.edu. Support for this podcast comes from the Public Research Fellows Program and the First Generation Program of UP's Shepherd Academic Resource Center. The FGen experience at the University of Portland was created by Melanie Moavai, editing and sound by Jonathan Hart and Norman Hilker, funding provided by the Public Research Fellows Program.